So welcome everyone to the Warrior Women in Business podcast. We're on episode 15. For those of you that are just tuning in and don't know anything about this podcast, uh, my name is Jasmine Sandler, and I'm your host and producer of the podcast and our event series, of which we're going to talk about today. Um, So Warrior Women in Business, our mission is to really help women that want to support other women in an authentic way, whether it's in business or in the home. And today I'm, I'm very, very excited to have our guest today a Cecile Noel from the mayor's office to end gender-based and domestic violence hopefully I said that correctly (laughs) (laughs) so say hi Cecile. Hi Um, Jasmine thank you for having me here it's really wonderful to be here on this domestic violence awareness month to be able to talk about this very very important issue yes it is so so I want to get started by giving um, my audience a little bit of a a background about your bio as I do with all my guests I usually screw it up <laughs> and have to expand on it. Um, okay. I mean, you just have such a resume here, so I'm just going to give a little bit of background. So Cecile Noel was appointed commissioner of the mayor's office to end domestic violence and gender-based violence, which is the hashtag very important for everyone. The hashtag is hashtag and GBV, correct? That's correct. Yeah, and it's very important that we follow that hashtag um, in October 2015. The office was established by uh, New York City Charter in 2001, Mm -hmm. very important year in New York, and its responsibilities and authority to address intimate partner violence and elder abuse Mm -hmm. um, were expanded by Executive Order 36 to include sexual assault, which we talked about Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. with Deborah Max on our last uh, Warrior Woman in Business Mm -hmm. episode, yes we did, stalking and human trafficking in September 2018. NGBV has a current annual operating budget of $20 million, and they're really helping the city mm-hmm. and its programs. Um, and I'm going to skip right past NGB <laughs> and talk a little bit about you and okay. your prior her prior position as the Executive Deputy uh, Commissioner for the Human Resources Administration, mm-hmm. the HRA, right. Emergency Intervention Services, Commissioner Noel Managed Programs with, um, with a total operating budget of $180 million. And in addition, in addition to 500 staff, I don't mm-hmm. know how you did it. I can barely yeah. manage two people. <laughs> <laughs> Under her leadership, expansions were accomplished in both residential and non-residential services for domestic violence survivors across the network of 52 mm-hmm. New York City-funded domestic violence shelters, of which okay. I didn't know that those existed. So. Yes. Let's get right into it because I don't want to okay. read off of a piece of paper. That sounds fine. So can you give a little bit more about your background, specifically okay. uh, tell the story of how you got here today? Well, you know, um, first of all, I, I again, I just want to thank you. And in just thinking about my background and coming to this podcast, I think what I knew early on um, after graduating from college is that I, I love working with people. And I love, I knew I wanted to be in a people-facing kind of industry, a and um, and I also really love helping uh, to whatever degree I can. Yeah. And I had a taste of social services. I spent some time abroad um, oh. in, in development work and really in, enjoyed doing that kind of work. Mm. Came back and went to social work school. Mm. Um, and for me, that was a turning point in realizing that I wanted to not only devote myself to this kind of work, but also to really working to see how we can really address some really severe issues, one being domestic violence, which can 
came to the forefront for me when I began working out of social work school in the medical arena oh, okay. and seeing survivors really present to the emergency room oh. with injuries, severe injuries oh. that maybe we were not doing the best job in addressing or even asking at that time. I'm sure. You know, what what year was that? This is now in the 80s. Right, oh wow! Early 80s, yeah, I can imagine we that there was a lot really, of quietness around. You know that that. Yeah. that 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 we weren't addressing as fully as we could, oh. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I I started working for the Health and Hospitals Corporation or mm -hmm. the public hospital system, mm -hmm. and had the opportunity there to really begin to help think about how we address these issues from mm -hmm. a policy perspective, um, wow. looking at not only domestic violence but sexual assault, um, elder abuse, and child abuse. All of these these things present often in a healthcare setting initially. Right. Um, um, abusers will often allow their victims to get medical treatment when they won't allow anything else. They'll take them to hospitals oh, and have them um, really have their healthcare needs addressed. But if no one is really asking in that setting, mm -hmm. we were losing, really losing a key opportunity to provide help and let survivors know that they're not alone and that help is available. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really looked at how we could do that differently. And with the support of um, the then, you know, health and hospitals, we rolled out domestic violence coordinators in every public hospital at that time, mm. wh which were individuals put wow. there so that they could, in fact, connect with survivors and let them know that services are available, that someone is here to hear you and really respond to this critical need, both for you and your family. Yeah, well, that's tremendous. I mean, I think that when we were talking before the show, it's mm -hmm. it's a lot about awareness. Absolutely. And I think that's 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 where it starts, right? With with mm -hmm. these issues, domestic violence, sexual assault, elder abuse. That's right. You know, it ta it starts with the awareness. Um, so you know, beyond the awareness in that one to one, as mm -hmm. we talked about, I mm -hmm. actually do healthcare marketing in that mm -hmm. one to one medical setting. Mm -hmm. Then how have you seen, because that was early on, right? That was early on. So right. how have you seen that expand from a quiet conversation with, let's say, a doctor or a nurse and a mm -hmm. patient mm -hmm. to now something where is it more out in the public and in the community? Like, what's going on? What, what clearly is going on is much more awareness. We've done public service campaigns, but also really assuring survivors out there that help is available, more awareness, more funding to agencies so they can also do more awareness. I, I am privileged to work in an administration under the de Blasio administration that clearly understands the nexus and importance of this issue and has invested uh, over $11 million just recently really? towards expanding these services and thinking more broadly about how we reach survivors. So survivors, how do we do community outreach? How do we let folks know that help is available? Um, domestic violence is different. Intimate partner violence is different. It happens behind closed doors. Right, versus it happens these other away initiatives. from mm. public view. Mm. Sexual assault happens away from public mm. view. Mm. It happens in often the most intimate kinds of settings, our homes, our yeah. relationships with people that we trust and often love. Mm, absolutely. So how so question a little bit about 
domestic violence awareness and support versus mm -hmm. support of other charity organizations. I, I would I would assume that there's a different style of communication um, that comes with talking about domestic violence versus, let's say, breast cancer. You know, it's it's kind of out there. Mm -hmm. So have has it been a challenge? I just want this is my own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Has it been a challenge to get people to rally behind the support of domestic violence versus some of these larger, I guess, charitable efforts? I think that what we what we do and what we have to do is just continue to push our message in every way possible. Mm. Um, again, as I said earlier, it, it's often harder for survivors to come out. There's stigma. You know, often they're yeah. victim blaming. Victim. They, yeah. There's there's a lot of stigma associated often mm. with experiencing this, and mm. we have to get beyond that, and we have to help survivors get beyond that. And so I think that where we talk about breast cancer and we talk about these other things, folks don't get that same kind of stigma as they often do when they talk about being a survivor. Right. And so. That's part of our challenge in raising awareness and having everyone mm. else understand that we that we should listen to survivors without judgment. That without is judgment. Right, without judgment. So now, you know, I'm assuming that most of the, the survivors mm -hmm. are, are women. Have you seen... Have you see, seen times when, when men are the victims? You know, that's it's something that never gets talked about, so that's just why I wanted to bring it up today. Or, or you know, cases in the gay community that now that I have been working very hard to put on this event, I see that uh, there's just issues everywhere. So can there you talk are, about some stats? And so what we know from the CDC is that one in four women and one in ten men will oh. experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime report that having experienced intimate partner violence in their lifetime, that's significant. We also know that this affects every community. If you're straight, if you're gay, lesbian, transgender, gender nonconforming communities, this issue has no socioeconomic boundaries mm -hmm. and no ethnic boundaries. We have we have communities that experience this across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, folks who are affluent and folks who are not. That it clearly is an issue <laughs> that crosses all of these boundaries. And in our outreach about that, we need to be clear about that. It's not the other. It's not the other person. It's us. It's us. Wow, it's that's, us. that's interesting. I like what you said about affluent versus non-affluent. Mm -hmm. Because I think there is this perception mm -hmm. that it's it's more something amongst the poor people, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I can tell you, you know my song and my <laughs> background. It yeah. is not. That's right. So, That's right. Um, so yeah, I think that that is just an imp important thing for people to understand that it's mm -hmm. across all spectrums. Yes, it is. And it can be everyone. Yes. And that gets to my next question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a problem, and mm -hmm. I love that you're mm -hmm. doing something about it, finally, mm -hmm. I think, my own personal opinion. So it's a it's a problem that's been going on for a long time. Like you mm -hmm. said, a lot of times it's behind closed doors, mm -hmm. and there is this victim blaming thing mm -hmm. that happens. That's right, right. So the question that I have is how, because you're in this evolve with this every mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. So how do you see domestic violence, sexual abuse, and all these other issues uh, affecting the community at large? Like where where do you see that being a problem in kind of like everyday life, whether it's you know, at, at in the talk about we talked about before, mm -hmm. like 
in the workspace. Talk about that. Like, what happens to a a victim or a survivor in the workspace? How are he or she treated? One of the things that I think that we need to make sure, and especially for a lot of your viewers who are entrepreneurs and and often uh, women in business and doing amazing things out there, is that if you hire other women, you need to be concerned about this, right? Mm -hmm. One in four. That means that... That's... One That's in a four. crazy stat. One in four. Twenty-five <laughs> percent of <laughs> all right. relationships. Wow. That's right. Crazy. So. We need to understand that abuse causes loss of um, uh, work days, that it costs businesses millions of dollars each each year. The part of the abuse is also making sure sometimes that women are unemployed or underemployed Mm. or uh, causing them to lose their employment. Mm. And if they are employed, it also means often financial abuse by taking the money and not allowing one to have access to those resources. But it all begins with a conversation and recognition if you are in business, that I need to be concerned about this for my employees. I need to have a policy in place that assures that if someone is experiencing this, they know as as their employer that they can come forward and we have supports and we will work with them around what that might mean. And so that I believe is particularly important, women to women, right? And as survivors, That's what this right, show right, is about, right. women supporting women. And although we know that yeah. it affects um, many, many communities across the board, it disproportionately impacts women. Uh, right, of course. It disproportionately impacts women. So let's talk now about the support. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about what is, because we want to know. Okay. We want to know what is the city doing like, t- maybe you could give some examples. I will. And talk about some of the programs. I'll be happy to do that. So talk a little bit about what the city does to support so, these women. Again, I have the privilege in just working in an amazing administration. Um, first of all, one, one if you're experiencing uh, domestic violence and you're in danger, of course, you should reach out and call the police and make sure you're safe. But we also run a New York City domestic violence hotline right that you can get information and resources and access to domestic violence shelters so there are specialized domestic violence shelters all across the city yeah. for are they, I have a question are they part of other shelters or they're their own they're their entity? own own entity That's own great. system wow. separate and apart right. uh, where survivors can go if they are if they cannot stay at home and they're in danger that's a system that's there to serve them mm. my office established in 2001 and also oversees a group of services so what do we do we we do policies and legislation to promote the safety and security of survivors to make sure that their voice is heard in, in terms of our policy and how we work with the police and how the police Mm. respond when they come into a home. We work with district attorney's offices and other agencies across the city to coordinate policy, to think about best practices in terms of being able to serve survivors when they come forward and reach them wherever they are. Mm. So we do that. We do outreach in communities. Mm. So we do that as well. We do research. So we conduct research and do. So if you go to our website, we have a lot of research Mm -hmm. around the issues of not only domestic violence, but sexual assault, family violence, all of these issues right. that intersect with our work. And we have, a f- uh, uh, um, the, we, we oversee the family justice centers, which are located in every borough. And the family, se- uh, family justice centers are wonderful spaces where survivors have services all in one place. So we That's are great. co-located. Uh, Mm. often with the district attorney's offices, so that should you choose to go 
through a criminal process. You can do that easily, but the services are there even if you don't. So what services are there? We have advocates. We have uh, civil legal services. We have uh, mental health services. We have uh, wellness services. We have services for children as well. Mm. So it is a wealth of services and investment that the city has made in ensuring that survivors can come forward and can receive their services in a trauma-informed, client-centered way. And, and this is in every borough. Um, and so, so that's one place where definitely a survivor can come in and re- receive services right away and understand that help is available. We're also doing a lot of work on the prevention front to think about how do we really end this? How do we yeah. really end this issue? Right. And it begins with thinking about our young people and what are we doing with young people? How are we thinking about how young people are socialized mm-hmm. and changing that? How can we help young people understand both healthy behaviors in a relationship and unhealthy behaviors? behaviors mm-hmm. and how can we help them navigate issues like consent for young for young men yeah. and young women mm-hmm. who are now often experiencing their first sexual relationships right. mm-hmm. how do we help them really navigate those waters that often aren't discussed openly we're no. <laughs> still so many taboos around right. talking about intimacy and sex and what does that mean mm-hmm. and we need to pull that back we need to have these conversations they are important for the well-being of our young people Absolutely. as well as for their future um, and that's what we're doing in in many high in in high schools and middle schools oh, um, in the city and we want to grow that work as much as possible but it begins with conversations with our young people so that they don't become abusers or victims in their futures oh wow well, that's amazing. So for, for folks that want to get involved, what's the what's the website? Can you just Our tell? website is end, E-N-D-G-B-V, all together, um, dot NYC dot gov. You can go there. So if you think of our office, Office to End Domestic and Gender-Based Violence, just take each of those initials. Perfect, yeah. And that's who we are. You can go to our website and get more information on our programming and all of what we do there. Um, Resources. We recently launched our amazing... our resource, uh, interactive resource directory, oh. which provides resources on not only um, uh, domestic violence, but on sexual assault, trafficking, stalking. So there's a wealth of information, and wow. you can search um, by it. So it so it is an interactive portal that you can search oh. by different topics based on where you live, based on your zip code, what you're looking for, all across the city. And we've also made major investments in community-based organizations who know community who understand They're them, there. who want to right. reach, fo- we want to reach folks where they are, in the language that they speak, mm, um, right. and, and, and in mm. the ways <laughs> that they do that. The services at the Family Justice Center are free, they're confidential, regardless of your immigration status, really? gender identity, wow. or expression. So this is a wealth of investment and, and, and services offered to survivors with the hope that they'll come in and really access this and really help, help address the situations that they're in. Wow, that's amazing. Honestly, uh, you know, congratulations <laughs> because uh, it's come really far, right? It has. It I has. think the whole support around domestic violence has come 
very far. It has. And we owe that to just the commitment of, you know, both both our administration and our mayor and everyone who really understands the importance of both survivors. Think about it. Home is supposed to be a safe and one comfortable place, right? Nurturing place. It's supposed to be. Supposed it's to supposed be. Supposed to be. And when <laughs> it isn't and when it isn't, mm. we need to help figure out how we reach those folks and get help to mm. those families. So one more, d thank you for explaining mm. all of that because mm -hmm. I really hope if there is anyone mm -hmm. out there that's mm -hmm. in trouble mm -hmm. or has been in trouble, yes. Yes. that they reach out. I mean, yes. the fact that it's free, it's confidential, Absolutely. and it's in uh, multiple languages in our city where- And in every like borough. In every borough, including in every Queens, borough? where we That's hold. right, we live in we're, Queens. We're Queens people, <laughs> we have to do this. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, so it's it's really important. So, just, uh, so when we talk about New York City, which mm -hmm. is such a melting pot, right? Mm -hmm. Another interesting kind of thing that I just thought about is, um, do you know the stat behind the differences in race when it comes to domestic violence? Is there, or is it just kind of all across the board? Do you it's research all across that? The board. It's okay. all across the board. Yeah. I mean, certainly some of our research looks at the impact by race, but yeah. every race is actually affected oh, by this wow. issue. And it is, it is, you know, it's here, it's international. It, it well, is an issue. Right. It is an issue for all communities. Yeah. Um, and that's unfortunate, I but agree. it's something that we need to work to change. Well, I love that you're creating a safer world. Honestly, because as a person that witnessed domestic mm -hmm. violence when mm -hmm. I was a little girl, mm -hmm. I think that you that's what you're doing. You're creating like a safety net, and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So let's talk about um, interna international. Let's mm -hmm. talk about our event, which right. I am yes. so excited about. Yes. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, that little person, I'm trying to do something to help. Mm -hmm. And I hope through our event on December 9th, and hopefully everybody's mm -hmm. going to come too, we're going to do something great. So that our event, December 9th, um, is an evening, it's a silent auction, That's an right. art gala to mm -hmm. support and end domestic violence. And mm -hmm. it's supporting the international efforts against gender-based violence. So right. talk about what's happening internationally. Talk about those mm -hmm. 16 days okay. of international mm -hmm. and what you guys are doing in that. All right, so gender-based violence, think of it this way. There's a big category of gender-based violence and domestic violence is one bucket within that. So mm. within the bigger category, gender-based violence, you have domestic violence, you have sexual assault, mm. you have stalking, you have human trafficking, all of that is a part of that. And so what was recognized to be October 25th starting on, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, December, no, November, November. 20, 20, right, you got right, it. Right, uh, November, <laughs> sorry. I know you're busy, uh, so. <laughs> November, November 20th <laughs> is the international day across the world where mm. we're looking at really the issues of gender-based violence, which predominantly women, um, and saying that that this issue we're standing up against, we're standing up against gender-based violence. When we take a look at some of the other issues, um, there it's estimated that between 40 and 60 million uh, folks are trafficked every year. Unbelievable. 75% are women and girls. Yeah. All right. Um, so there, there, there are other issues that fall into that bucket. So we also have things of forced marriage, and there's also oh, female right. genital mutilation and cutting. Right. Also, are right. all a part of this of this continuum, and it is a continuum yeah. of of just gender based violence. Yeah. So you mm. can be a domestic violence survivor and also a survivor of of sexual violence, sure. because sexual violence is often 
part of the domestic violence or it could be outside of it. Mm. You can also be trafficked by an intimate partner. Um, oh so yes, so these <laughs> things, there's a continuum, there's also an intersection. Mm. Hence the expansion of our name, mission, and what we do. And mm. so in recognition of this International Day, we in New York are also stepping forward to say we are, we want to be a part of that conversation. This is an important conversation for the future of our girls, of our daughters, of our absolutely, you know, of our sisters and nieces. We need to be a part of that global conversation that is about how do we end uh, gender-based violence? How do we really end that? And mm. so it's uh, it's an awareness but it's also actual um, activities that will happen. Yeah. And, and so this silent auction and Gail is one of them. And I thank you so much, Jasmine, for your support and understanding of just how important it is both to engage a business community around this. There's so many things you can do in just raising awareness within your office, with, within your companies around this very important issue and connecting globally to the bigger world that we all live in now around yeah. this very important right issue. and the global world is getting smaller exactly so so on this in this international two weeks 16 days mm -hmm. right so um what are some of the other because i just don't know mm -hmm. what are some of the other things that are going on outside of new york city just so people know maybe because you know i have people that mm -hmm. watch and listen from all over the place okay so um countries around the world will commemorate that day in some way. Okay. Uh, some of them uh, bring the school girls out and make messages and signs oh, to, end, nice. um, to end gender-based violence here in New York City. We're looking forward to the auction. We will also be doing um, some roundtables okay. with, um, with different communities talking about that. We're, we're also looking at um, um, doing a small conference that will, again, oh, highlight that issue. Um, so we're in the stages of planning what we're doing for that uh, for that um, time period. But again, it's galvanizing communities in New York City to recognize both the issue and the connection to the global piece of it. And yeah. we, th we think that's so important. So we're just coming out of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is national. Which ends on <laughs> Friday. Uh, the right. 31st is tomorrow. Oh, right? Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah Halloween is tomorrow. <laughs> it is tomorrow. It ends tomorrow. <laughs> and, then, and then we have a little break and then we go into 16 days. But again, mm. it's it's New York City recognizing both. One, I think one, I think also New York City is special because we have the UN. We have this international right. presence Absolutely. that always seems to be here with us and, and we're seen as like the you know, the, 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 the city, capital, the of, capital, the world. capital of the world. I know. What it's true. better place to recognize and, and really bring greater awareness to this very important issue than in the capital of the world, New York City. I agree so. with you. So let's uh, I know we only have a couple minutes left. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about December 9th. Yes. Um, and I like that you said that companies can get involved because yes. I have been in my outreach to put mm -hmm. together this mm -hmm. event on December mm -hmm. 9th. You know, I've been talking to different companies mm -hmm. about getting involved. <clears throat> so, you know, what, first let's just talk about, I just want you to expand a little bit on how companies have gotten involved with supporting domestic violence events. You know, what's that conversation or any examples of maybe a company in New York that's done something interesting? 
Well, I, I can't actually give you an example off the top of my okay. head, but clearly companies can. And they can begin by thinking about their own internal policies, okay. how they support survivors, what they can do. And they can also get involved. They can get involved and make connections to community-based organizations mm, that do idea. this work. Yeah. Right. So if you go to our website, there, there are just so many community-based organizations. So if you are, let's say this is a major law firm, this major law firm can connect with a community-based organization that provides legal services Absolutely. for domestic law oh, survivors who right. often need matrimonial services, mm. sometimes immigration services. Mm. If you are a company that does, I don't know, uh, sells dresses, let's say, yeah. I don't know, or creates clothing. Right. Um, there are lots of ways that you can connect with organizations that run domestic violence shelters. Mm. People don't recognize that when a domestic violence survivor leaves, Often it's just with the clothes on their back, the clothes on the back of their children. That's what I was talking and about they, with survivors they, last and week. And they go into That's shelter terrible. with nothing, mm -hmm. with nothing, and have to rebuild their lives. And so companies who, who if you are in clothing, there are ways Absolutely. to connect to um, uh, community-based organizations that run shelters that will be happy to connect with you to be able to help survivors in that way. So there's so many ways. Mm. Children. If you make toys, right? They leave with oh, nothing. Oh. They leave often with the clothes on their back and oh. maybe a few things that they've happened to grab. Oh. And they're rebuilding their lives. And I think if we stop a second and say, what if I had to leave my very nice home and only left with my pocketbook and maybe a few things that I was able to grab mm. in a bag? How would that feel? Right. What would that mean? And how can you kind of envisioning that now? And there you understand what a survivor is going through mm. and going into shelter and trying to rebuild your life this way. And so all of those things. Lots of ways that companies can help. Can connect and you can connect with CBOs and they would be more than happy to think about how they can work with you. Um, so that's one very concrete way. Books. Think about that, books. Oh, Important course. thing. We have children in shelter. Yeah. We have children in shelter. We have children in our family justice centers who come every day, who are there, who we are trying to engage. Um, these issues are really important. And and when you just stop and, uh, and step back a second, there's so much you can do, including volunteering time. You know, there are Ash. lots of companies who organize oh, yeah. and connect with community-based right. organizations yeah. they do that a lot in the food world right yeah so they go true. and they serve at a pantry yeah, that's right. there are ways that you can connect and volunteer and serve um, uh, domestic violence survivors in in a one-to-one -one way and these organizations that are out there are happy to help you think about how how you can do that um, there's so much need and 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 so many ways that you can connect to that well I love it um, so I'm glad you talked about that. So I want to mm -hmm. talk about what we're going to do on December yes. 9th and mm -hmm. how companies can get involved and how people can get involved. Mm -hmm. Because the purpose of the silent auction and art gala at the New York Art Center, which mm -hmm. is a gorgeous space, mm -hmm. I can't wait for you to see yeah. it. Um, it's three four floors mm -hmm. of international art, and wow. it's absolutely gorgeous. And we're having a silent auction. We have um, up to 20 of the artists 
actually creating wow. specific art to support domestic violence. I'm really, really support domestic violence awareness. I'm very excited about that. So that's okay. part of the silent auction. We actually have some high-end luxury companies that, as mm -hmm. of yesterday, have said, yes, Jasmine, mm -hmm. after I've been bothering them so much. <laughs> we will give you a gown. Mm -hmm. We will give you this and that. Mm -hmm. So we have the silent auction, but we also have opportunities for companies to give mm -hmm. whatever. You know, mm -hmm. and to meet you, you'll be speaking. Yes, I will be. And we also, I think we're going to have some, hopefully, some of the survivors through your Voices yes. program. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit? So um, Involved? Yeah. What we also have um, is that we've created a group called Voices, and these are folks who have used our services at the Family Justice Center, oh. our survivors of uh, domestic or intimate partner violence, who have, are ready to step up and really speak about their experience because, yeah. again, we feel it's so important to center survivors in this conversation. We need to understand their experience. We need to hear and we need to think about all of the connections that were helpful for them so that we can build and strengthen those connections. So yeah. they'll be there talking about that. But many of them are also creative. Like you would be so surprised They're gonna love at, it. The, at the They're creativity gonna it. That, that happens sometimes yeah. as an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a safety mechanism, as a Makes way sense. to stay grounded. And mm. so, um, hmm. and they'll be there also to really talk a little bit about their experience, but also share a little bit of their creativity that they found both in their survival. Because remember, we don't really, we don't say victims, we say survivors. Don't say because victims. Because they're, they're, they're coming forward. No. And, and right. we want, and, and we're striving for thriving. Yeah, oh, I love it. And um, and they are thriving and moving forward and talking about what that took to really build, rebuild their lives. Um, so we are so happy that they'll be there. So supporting this is so important. Um, uh, the proceeds from this will help survivors from the Family Justice Centers right. with all kinds of things. And remember, we're serving survivors and their children. So that's often a really big um, uh, spread in terms of need and Absolutely. things that they can need. So we hope that your community will really come out and support the event and um, and really help raise funds for domestic violence survivors. Yes, I think it's, I, I'm excited about the event. I like that you talked about the supporting the children because mm -hmm. there's a lot of women that are doing great things to support children. Yeah. Please come to the event if you have any yeah. children's clothing, toys, books, contact me. You know, we're accepting everything because we want to help these guys. So, again, um, it's December 9th. Cecile yes. and I will both be there yes, speaking we will. We will. as a team. And um, <laughs> New York Arts Center, you can find all the information on the mm -hmm. Warrior Women in Business Facebook page. It's out there. Um, I want to thank you, thank so, you so much, much for taking thank so much time today. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Schedule. And thank you for uh, just doing this for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And I really hope that your audience really uh, come, come comes out to the event and that they really get an involved in supporting survivors and really recognizing that um, the one in four statistic is real. Yeah. So that means that you know someone and it could be family member, your neighbor, friend, neighbor, like colleague, you hear things in the apartment colleague, building colleague, like I do. I don't dismiss real. those things. Those are real. Yeah. So thank you all. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. I